0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage Podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you want to try a free trial, go to the website builtforthestage.com. And we'll be on our way to seven days of a free trial working one-on-one together on an online fitness app. Special thanks to BPN. You can check them out at fm or bpn.fm. All right. Let's get into our special guest today. Always a special guest. Excited to finally get to chat with this uh, actor, dancer, musician—a jack of all trades, if you will. Uh, I recently saw him in Paradise Square, and uh, he had a couple of just show-stopping dance pieces um, when I saw the show, and I was like, "Holy shit! Who who is that up? Uh Who is that up there?" So, uh, before I intro our before I intro our guest. Um, DM me at Bill for the Stage Irish Dance for a chance to win some Bill for the Stage swag. Um, our guest today is a Irish dance beast, savage, if you will, just tearing up the stage up there. Please welcome to Bill for Stage podcast, Colin Barkell. Hey, Colin.
1: Joe, it is good to see you. Good to see you again. Good to hear from you. How are you doing? I'm doing great here on Long Island right now. Where are you
0: calling in from?
1: I'm uh, actually at the recording studio at, um, down here in Nashville, Tennessee. It's uh, called The Bomb Shelter. I'm here uh, visiting friends. I'm uh, playing a few gigs and uh, recording some new music. We're keeping it moving, man. Awesome. Let's jump right into that because I've seen some of
0: your videos uh, that's not musical theater based. Y'all are just like rocking up there. Tell me about your uh-huh. music background, what projects you have going on right now. Tell us. Tell us the works. Can't wait.
1: Man, we, uh, we've we been going for a while. Before I uh, was in Paradise Square, before uh, I moved up to New York, I was uh, living here in Nashville. And I was uh, just traveling around with my friends. And we were playing some rock and roll. And we were going uh, back and forth between Nashville and Memphis. And uh, just really, really sinking our teeth into the gig scene here. Um, and then I went up there to do the show. And, uh, now I'm jumping right back in, uh, picking up where we left off for the time being. And, uh, we're going to record some new music. It's going to be straight rock and roll. And it's at an incredible studio. Um, yeah, I, I got started with it. I got started with music when I was touring in an Irish dance show. Uh, I just had time to learn how to play guitar. And while I was on tour, that's what I did. I play guitar. And I sang, I got uh, better at both, and then eventually started writing music. And then that combination eventually was noticed, um, thankfully, by a show that needed a singing Irish dancer. So here I am, and uh, that's how I got into Paradise Square as well. So it worked out really well. How did
0: Irish dancing
1: start? I uh, I saw Riverdance. I saw Riverdance when I was a kid. Um, and I just knew that's what I wanted to do. And it was one of those, it was just one of those like aha moments where I was just mesmerized by this. Um, I don't know at the time it was a phenomenon. It was like that, that early nineties VHS where Michael Flatley's wearing the puffy sleeves and everything like that. Um, and it was just, I just knew that I wanted to get better at it. And, um, being six foot six. Like I, I was always tall. And so there was a crazy like learning curve I had to get past. Um, so I had to like really want to practice and get better at it to actually have something to show or perform, you know. But um it was what I always did, like growing up with sports, with cross country, with track. Um, there was always Irish dance along with everything else. And I'm just glad I stuck with it.
0: Yeah, so I actually watched the VHSs a lot in middle school during our like arts classes. They would show that. Um, I don't know, maybe on a an open period sometimes when we didn't have some type of assignment. But I always viewed it like wow, super impress uh, impressive. But I don't know of myself or anyone that I knew that was like I want to do that. Was that the case for you too? Where like you were pretty unique, not your not all your friends were around you saying, oh, I also want to do Irish dancing. Like, who yeah. did you go to, that question, and then also, like, who who did you go to next? Like, did you go to your family to say, hey, I want to try this thing? Or, like, how did that happen?
1: Yeah, um, it was solely, it was, like, all my idea. Um, no one in my family done it. Like, we, and we always thought we were Irish, or to an extent, you know, but uh, we don't even have any, real Irish blood in us, but uh um I saw it and I was just like, I want to do this. I want the shoes to make the noise. Um and uh yeah, none of my friends wanted to do it. When I was little, like my friends didn't care where I grew up. But then like once I like once I moved, um I was in DC and I started taking it more seriously. The dance teacher there, uh Bill Maple and Marnie O'Callahan Maple, uh, they were taught by one of the OG Irish dance teachers out of Galway, Ireland, so they got really, really good training. Um, so they were able to help me, and uh, it was during that time, and it was when I still wasn't good and I was going through the growth spurt and I was awkward, and uh, I didn't have anything to show off that you know, damn near everybody made fun of it, um, uh, like even coaches and stuff like that, but uh, it was just uh, it was just i don't know I just felt i i I felt compelled to do it um the way you you'd feel compelled to like the way any dancer that feels inspiration like has to jump on it, you know it's like when you get that that spark and you get that feeling of like I need to do something uh with this that I'm feeling like with this like spurt of creativity, you gotta jump into it, you gotta lean into it, and that's what it was for me, but with Irish dance instead of other kinds of dance. How did you as a kid, let's like zoom in on the people that teased you about it or even your
0: coaches Mm -hmm. as a young person, it's kind of hard, it's kind of hard to withstand that and also stick to the passion. Like sometimes, unfortunately, kids are talked down from doing what they want to do because of whatever the teasing
1: or being different. Um, how did you work through that? I, you know, that's a good question for whatever reason. Uh, I just I just didn't care. Like it was, it just, I was just really fortunate that it didn't bother me. And, uh, I I think it was, I don't know. I think it was the fact, I don't know. I think it was the fact that we had like a connection in the sports we were doing, um, so that they could see me in the context of, let's say, running or, or, um, wrestling or something like that. And then there happened to be, um, you know, jabs, but it, it just didn't, I just wasn't phased in the way, like, and my parents talk about it too. They're like, like it, it was, it, it's pretty cool that you kept with it this whole time, um, because of those things. And I really couldn't tell you, I really couldn't tell you why I kept going. Um, but I'm so glad I did, you know, like, and I, I remember <laughs> I was pledging a fraternity yeah. when I was a freshman. Um, and then I got to the point where uh dance competition was coming up and i had to like you know like the 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 older ones like the seniors they like pick a uh a pledge to like be their big brother and i had to like pull them aside and like look man i don't think i could be a part of this fraternity because i got dreams of being an irish dancer a professional irish dancer and like he like to his to his uh credit he was just like yeah, that's so weird. Like, how could I, like, it's so off the wall. Like you obviously feel something about it. So like, go for it, but it just like trumped everything. Um, growing up, it was just a thing I knew I had to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. You had resiliency. You had a, maybe a support, a support system from your family.
1: So you, you ended up going to,
0: uh, you went to college and you ran track and field. Yeah. Or track, you ran track.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, uh, yeah, I ran, it was cross country in high school. And then I did high jump in college for a little while. Um, but that was another situation where, yeah, it was high jump in college. And, uh, it was another situation where, um, it got to that point where I'd have to go one way or the other. And, uh, part of it was, um, to be a really good high jumper, you had to actively turn your feet in. Like you had to like change those muscles so that your feet were more turned inwards. So when you're jumping off, you had like the right, angle with your body and everything like that to get over the bar. And I started thinking about the dance career because like everything is like out here. So I had to like I was like dealing with that for a little bit. And then it got to the point where competitions were coming around again and I had to focus more on dance. And then I uh yeah it was another situation where I just had to tell the coach I was like look man uh this is where my priorities are I don't think I could take this as seriously as you want me to anymore. Because I'm gonna be competing and then you know, from there it was uh off to the races, moved to Ireland for a little bit, uh went to the world championships a few times, uh national championships, and like things started to snowball um just because i it, it was always it was always there. And uh the thing the, the things I took away from track was the importance of Cross training, you know, and different ways of cross training, and like uh, just the like how much importance like uh, anaerobic workouts are, like it, like anything, like squats and all that, and you get you get so much protection. Since you're so prone to injuries and in dancing, you get so much protection around those areas. And I like really learned how to take care of my body in a, um, in a way that was like growing the necessary muscles to keep them going the right way. So that was important. I'm glad I got that. Um, and then, yeah, off I went. Yeah. Awesome. I yeah. really, yeah, I really love just like this theme
0: right now of a lot of people think about when they're chasing their goals, what they have to do, but, On the opposite side of that, there's a lot of what you no longer can do, like what you have to sacrifice, what you have to put aside. Like You could have easily said, oh, I just want to do cross-country and track in high school and not have anyone tease me. You could have easily went to college and said, oh, I want to have fun in this fraternity. Let me just keep doing this and maybe just kind of do the Irish dance thing, but not really. You could have stuck with the high jumping but you made that decision of like, hey, this isn't the greatest for me with my pursuit of uh, Irish dance, like you prioritized it, you made sacrifices. And I think that's overlooked by a lot of people that their balance is important. Moderation is important. But when it comes to excellence, there is an unfortunate side of
1: it where, hey, you're either all in or you're not. Yeah, you got to you got to be willing to be one dimensional you you just have to be willing to be one dimensional and like my dad he always told like he always said when i like get to these crossroads he would just say like if you know what's important then every other decision should be easy and it's true like if you know what's truly important then you can really separate what needs to be done and what doesn't um and just to like and that's something i i would tell any dancer and i have told in the past if i'm like helping with workshops or anything like that. It's like, if, if you're passionate about this, don't be, don't be scared to become one dimensional. Like, don't be scared to lean all the way in, like you said, to, to one thing and get really, really, really good at it because like you've, you, you find, hopefully you find what you love or something you'd like to pursue in your teens and you work at it in your twenties and you reap the benefits in your late 20s and 30s, like I'm 31, um, and it's just, it's just that, that process. You have to go through that pain. and you, it's, When it's the last thing you want to do, it typically means you're getting better at it if it's the only thing you're doing. This episode is made possible by PWC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Ooh, a book club!
0: your your foresight or did it just kind of happen with this opportunity with paradise square because of the Irish dance and also i see that you've done a bunch of million dollar quartet uh gigs and and assuming that's your your vocals and your awesome guitar playing as well but through picking up guitar through Irish dance was theater just a happenstance that they came along because of those things? Or were you ever interested in that just
1: on its own? Yeah, I, um, I knew I wanted to perform. Um, I absolutely knew I wanted to perform. Uh, but you know, I grew up competing in Irish dance and I majored in geography in college. Um, but then the million quartet thing started happening and that was a lot of fun. And it was like a soft, introduction for me into the musical theater world because it was a show, but I was singing Johnny Cash songs. And then from there, uh, like I did, what was it? Uh, I I did a few things. I did, um, a little off Broadway run and that, and it just started happening, you know? And then when paradise square came around, I had two buddies that I had danced with in the past um that were choreographing uh garrett coleman and jason aramis they're the hammer step guys and i would worked with them years before and they're great and uh it 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 really just worked out to where they were looking for an irish dancer that could sing and it was like i i i completely embraced the opportunity you know it was i was very aware of how grateful like I needed to be in this situation because it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was, it was, it was absolutely amazing. Like even though it wasn't when I was in college, I wasn't like when I graduate, I'm hoping to go to Broadway. It was, I, I, I was just so incredibly grateful for it when it happened, you know, it was unbelievable. Yeah. So when you're in the room with
0: other, I I'd say like more, uh, if you will, standard musical theater performers. Were was there um in this uh gig or other gigs where you're kind of giving them this other side of a performance world and they're giving you another side of a performance world and there's kind of a maybe an organic ebb and flow of sharing different sides of the table, if you will?
1: Well huh. I, I I don't know how much they they learned from me, but I gotta tell you. It is, it is a real skill uh, to be able to stand on stage without anything in your hands or anything and sing and look comfortable. Like I took away so much from watching uh, the people in this show and shows in the past, watching them be so comfortable just within their own body on stage singing these songs. Because I'm so used to like you know having just an object, and it it was a real experience. Uh, It was a real opportunity to watch legitimately some of the best uh, do what they do. And um, yeah, it was definitely stuff I could take forward with me. Yeah, you're used to having that guitar in your hand. That's
0: right. That's right. Uh, Tell me me about when you were on tour and you're learning guitar, was this... Uh, YouTube tutorials, where, did you have a friend on the tour that played guitar and they were teaching you? How did, how did you end up learning?
1: It was, well, the, the songs from the fifties are, they're so simple. Um, they're just three chords and, uh, they made do with them. So like you could see, you could watch an old Johnny Cash video or an old Elvis video and, uh, you can pick up those three chords and you can play almost every song they knew. From the time, you know, and then i uh so that was just that was just because I wanted to learn, and you know the the monotony of traveling and y- you get into that and uh you just need something to do um so that's pretty much where I picked up a guitar there was a there was a friend when I was in europe um that helped me along as well to get more intricate, but you know that bass line was uh just something. I wanted to learn yeah what's your favorite i won't say
0: johnny cash song what's your one of your favorite songs to play like a cover um that you just love rocking out to
1: man uh it's there's a song there's there's a bunch but there's this uh there's a song called uh spoonful it's by howlin wolf it's uh he was on sun records and then chess records um just an old blues guy and uh it's been it's been a lot of fun to play, especially when we were down in Memphis. And then I don't know, Big River by Johnny Cash is a lot of fun. Uh, Heartbreak Hotel is a lot of fun. Uh, but then like we we started playing Toxic by Britney Spears in the same vein as these rock and roll things, and it worked out really well too. And that was that was freaking awesome. So yeah. All right. So my last like serious question: You're a jack
0: of all trades, it seems like. I saw you also tumble, Irish dance, guitar player, singer uh, you're into fitness. How do you manage your time? Like, how do you, how do you keep it all? How do you keep it all straight? You know, how do you keep it all in, in, in the box?
1: Well, you might, you might be able to attest to this, uh, get the working out done first. Was that, would you like, would you agree with that? Yeah. It's hard to miss your workout when you get it done before the world gets in your way. Yeah. 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 And it seems to make like when you get that linear thing out of the way where you just have to show up and like, this is what I got to do. I got to do it from here to here. I got to do like, it makes every creative thing later in the day. It seems to make it make more sense. You know, if you just, if you just work out first thing, then for me, I work out, I'll eat and, and then I'll do something creative or like I'll go teach or I'll I'll write or I'll, um, I don't know, try something new, but like the the, Artistic stuff typically happens in the afternoon Um, and then, you know, work at night. That's, that's typically how it goes. I try and keep it like one thing, one thing, one thing. And it's just a matter of how much you fill in each part. Nice. All right. Thanks for your time so far. Let's do a hot seat, something
0: fun, and then uh, we'll let you go. So the hot seat, just do a little rapid fire. Real chill, just like getting to know you a little bit better, but in a maybe a silly way. So, an easy question that you don't even have to think uh, think about. We didn't get to this. Where were you born? Where are you from? Long Beach, California. Okay, Long Beach, California. Nice. Have you ever been to Muscle yeah. Beach uh, over in California? All no, right. I haven't. Uh, Not favorite yet. if you're going to chase. Oh, you haven't been? No. You, you got to go. So, uh, second question if you're going to chase the sweet what uh what's your favorite like sweet dessert like me i'm gonna pound as many donuts as i can what's yours
1: probably uh reese's puff cereal just like more than one bowl of reese's puff cereal oh i'm about it i'm all i'm with that i'm with that (laughs) all right
0: favorite uh right now favorite movie or tv show whichever one you want to you want to
1: say Oh man, I'd say right now the movie that's stuck with me the most is Black Phone because it just messes you up. <laughs> uh, uh, what What platform? where where is it? Oh shoot it well, it was just in theaters. Uh, I don't know where it would be on what on what platform, but it's um it's about a kid who's kidnapped and he's trying to get out and it's you kind of take on the role of the kid where you're just like, don't open that door. And then, yeah, it's, it's really good. (laughs) Yeah. Got you. Any pets growing up? Pets growing up. Yeah. We had dogs, dogs all the time. Uh, A lot of dogs. And then uh, my girlfriend, uh, Kayla, she has uh, a hairless cat and he is the man. (laughs) What's, what's the personality of a hairless cat? Like, are they, are they warm at all? This guy, he is so cuddly. He's like very personable. Uh, very emotional. Uh, but when, but when he's an asshole, man, he could, he could really give it to you. (laughs) Any like huge claw marks at all? Ever like paw at you a little bit? Not on me, not on me, but, um, uh, yeah, he'll, uh, he'll, he'll let people know when he's done. Got you. Got you. Not
0: to you though. Y'all are best buds, your best buddies. That's
1: right.
0: Uh, in the musical theater world, is there a show that you would love to be a part of
1: ever? Yeah, Hades Town would be fun. That'd be a hell of a time. Mm. Yeah, uh, for sure. And okay. then, and then, uh, I don't know. I heard there's a there might be another Johnny Cash musical coming around, so that would be sweet as well. All right, there we go. There we go. Yeah.
0: Um, last question: If not as like a backup plan, but just like a fun game to play here, if you weren't no on the stage performing or Irish dancing
1: or playing in your band, what would you be doing? Man, well, I'd probably be competing in something. It, it would just, I don't know, just like the the avenue to compete would probably take over one way or another. So if it wasn't, you know, through, uh, through dancing, it probably would have been through track longer or probably would have been through cross country longer. Just something where it's, uh, you wake up, and do something to get better at one thing day after day in the hope of being one of the best at it. That's what I think.
0: Awesome. All right. You're off the hot seat. Thanks, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I appreciate your time uh, on being on this episode, everyone that's listening. If you want to follow Colin on Instagram, it's his name. Super simple at Colin Barkel. I'll have that in the description of this episode as well as his website, Colin Barkel.com. You can check that. Out in the description of this episode as well. Colin, thanks so much. I appreciate your time. You are, man, you're an inspiration. Jack of all trades, really inspired by all that you do. And it definitely didn't happen by luck. You put in the work, and congratulations for all the hard work you put in.
1: Thank you so much, sir. Joe, I appreciate you.
0: This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you. All right, BillForTheStage.com, check us out. I'm Joe Roscoe. Don't forget DM me at Bill for the Stage Irish Dancing if you want a chance for winning some Bill for the Stage swag. Don't forget to follow Colin on the gram at Colin Barkell. Until next time, actors are athletes. Train like one. Later.
1: Yes, sir.